Welcome back today to our study of God's Word. I'm glad that you chose to be with me as we're in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9. We're talking about God choosing Saul to be the first king of Israel and how God led Samuel, his prophet, to anoint him and to, to guide him. Now, Saul had no idea that God had chosen him. He had no idea that he was going to be the king of Israel. That was the farthest thing from his mind. He was just going about his act, looking for some donkeys that had been lost. And when, when he meets Saul, when Samuel caught sight of Saul, this is in verse 17 of chapter 9, the Lord said to him, this is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me to the high place. But today you are to eat with me, and in the morning I will send you on your way and will tell you what is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom, and to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your family line? When Samuel said that, Saul was, was confused. Saul didn't know what he meant. He said, God has turned all the desire of Israel toward you. Now, that means God's looking at you, Saul. God has something special for you. God has planned something for you. But here's what Saul answered. Am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing? Why do you say that I'm the one, the person of destiny, the one that God has chosen for something special? I'm, I'm unworthy. And, of course, that's the kind of attitude that God wanted Saul to have, that he was unworthy, that he was insignificant, that he was just a, a person uh, that did not deserve something like this. Because it's not a matter of what we deserve. It's a matter of God choosing to use us. You see, if you wait till you get good enough to be, to be a servant of God, you'll never be a servant of God. If you wait un, until you get talented enough or you get godly enough, then you'll never do it. You need to just seek the Lord with all your heart every day and allow him to use you in your relationships at work, in your activities with other people, in your family, in your church. You see, God takes us where we are if we really are serious with him. And maybe we're just a new believer, or maybe, or maybe you've been a believer for a long time, but you've never really let God use you much. Well, begin where you are right now and begin to say, God, make the most of me in my situation wherever I am. Notice what happened with Saul. Then Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the hall and seated them at the head of those who were invited, about 30 in number. He put Saul at the head table. Samuel said to the cook, bring the piece of meat I gave you, the one I told you to lay aside. So the cook took up the thigh with what was on it and set it in front of Saul. Samuel said, here is what has been kept for you. Eat because it was set aside for you for this occasion from the time I said I have invited guests. And Saul dined with Samuel that day. I have chosen this meat especially for you, the prophet is saying, because you are to be someone special in God's plan. You see, every one of us has a special task in God's plan. For some, it may have more prominence and more preeminence and seem more important, but none is more important than another. Whatever God's plan is, whatever his purpose is, whatever he wants to do with our lives, 
None is more significant than the other. We just need to be faithful to do it. And after they, verse 25, after they came down from the high place to the town, Samuel talked with Saul on the roof of his house. They rose about daybreak, and Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Get ready, and I will send you on your way. When Saul got ready, he and Samuel went outside together. As they were going down to the edge of the town, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us, and the servant did so. But you stay here for a while so that I may give you a message from God. I've got something to tell you that God has given me to share with you, Saul, and here it is. Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil, poured it on Saul's head, and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you, The donkeys you set out to look for have been found. And now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, What shall I do about my son? Then you will go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to worship God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread, another skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. And then you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place, where with lyres, timbrels, pipes, and harps, and other instruments being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will, be, you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hands find to do, for God is with you. All right, now, what's going on here? What, what, is, what is Samuel the prophet saying to Saul? First of all, he pours a flask of olive oil over Samuel's head as a, an anointing of him as king. They, that's what they did in that day when someone was set apart as a king or a prophet by God. They were anointed with oil. This set them apart. This, this, this made them special in, as, as a servant of God. And that's what Saul was being set aside to be the first king of Israel, a tremendously significant place. Now, <clears throat> you have to realize that Israel was not organized politically. They were not organized in a way that governments organize things today. And so for Saul to be the first king, it was very dis, disorganized, and it, was, it, was, it would take years for it to become an organized kingdom. But this was the beginning of it. Now, Samuel wanted to be sure that Saul recognized God was in this. And so he told him several things that were about to happen. He said, now you're going to leave here, and you're going to meet two men at Rachel's tomb, and they will tell you the donkey's been found and your father's concerned about you. Then you'll go on to the great tree at Tabor and there you'll meet three men going up to worship and they will have three young goats and three loaves of bread and a skin of wine and they're going to give you two loaves of bread. You take them and this is what's going to happen. And then you're going to see as you go up to Gibeah, you're going to see some men prophesying with musical instruments being played before them and the Spirit of God's going to come powerfully upon you. This is the evidence. This is what Samuel is saying to Saul. This is the evidence that you really are going to be the next king. I didn't just anoint you with all just for a game. You're going to be the king, and this will prove to you the reality of what I was talking about. 
You see, God, where God guides, he provides. And that's what God's saying to Samuel, I, through Samuel to Saul, I'm going to take care of you. God wants to take care of us today. Be faithful to let him use your life. God bless you. Have a great day.